yeah, yeah, yeah. We are live. Oh, let's take a look. Mm, where do I get a Snapchat from? Oh, when do you get off work? Oh, Sophie texted me. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah, that's right. I'm doing a show. What up, everybody? Welcome to the Braswell Unleashed podcast. Uh, you know, uh, one of the uh, things I've uh, kind of thought about talking about, you know, is as uh thought for an interesting podcast today this would be a interesting topic to have on hand uh 2020 recounted and for all i know um i thought to myself i was just like you know part of my uh, one of my homework assignments is uh just recount the year 2020 and i was like yeah you know what that would actually make a interesting uh that probably make for an interesting podcast discussion because We'll just say 2020 recounted from my experience. Where was I? What was I doing? And call this an interview with myself because clearly I'm infatuated with myself. You can already tell. Do I have depression? No, I don't. Uh, that's a joke. Really bad one. Uh, but anyway. <laughs> so with that being said, uh, let's let's go back. Let's, uh, let's go back a little bit. Let's go take a little magical adventure back in time. Let's go back to say, uh, ooh, let's go back to Christmas 2019. Oh, man, this, golly, I don't even think I remember what I was doing Christmas 2019. I know I was uh, visiting family in Mississippi, and at this rate, it had just, yep, now I remember, now I remember. Okay, so just get off, I've just gotten off Christmas visiting family 2019. And it turned 2020, it's New Year's, I'm in Little Rock, and I'm excited, I'm like, yeah, first semester of college, I haven't been back to school in a while, knocked out, let's, uh, let's, uh, let's see, uh, let's restart the second semester and see how this plays out. Lo and behold, I get back to Jonesboro, like in bright spirits, I'm like, yeah, I'm ready to take on the future, let's go! And uh, sure enough, it, it's funny, because does anyone here remember the Australian wildfires? Within like the first week of January, we had the Australian wild wildfires, and I remember that was like the biggest explosion of news. I think for the longest time, for a lot of people, really, just because it was like, oh, okay, um, so that's bad. And I remember talking the whole expertise and talk about how the prime minister was in Hawaii, and then it was all over social media. We were seeing like koala bears being herded together in rescue and uh, refugee groups, koala bears. And then, uh, sheesh, I remember seeing one video of one dude driving through one area that had been burned. All you see is a bunch of dead cattle just burned to a crisp. That that was crazy. And then next thing you know, it was just like, okay, well, I don't think, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't see how it could get much worse than that. And then next thing you know, World War Three starts trending on Twitter. I remember this one. Because uh, it was at the time, it was at the United States, it was the U.S. military, there was a military strike authorized against a Iranian general. And, of course, he dies, and then that puts things in a difficult, that, that escalated situations temporarily against Iran. People freaked out, thought World War III was having, no, it wasn't. But the World War III memes were freaking hilarious. And then, lo and behold, COVID-19 starts trending, and we're like, Okay, so what's going on here? You know, I'm thinking about it to myself. Let's be honest with you guys. I didn't really think much of it at first. I'm just like, oh, okay, new virus. What else is new? You know, of course, if you told me six months from now that we would all be locked inside, I'd be like, okay, 
what's the difference? Because I, I already spent way too much time in my apartment anyway. The only difference is that I couldn't eat out at restaurants anymore, go to movie theaters, or see things in public, or hang out with friends. That was, uh, oh yeah, call this a phase of reflection. But moving on with that being said, so lo and behold, I remember at this point, you know, COVID-19 started trending, and then I, I started hearing rumors, whispers, and talks of, um, of essentially, basically, what would be everything moving online. Okay, so I remember looking at the announcements for Dr. Dampus and the whole thing of him saying, all right, so I know we're not really ready for this, but let's all try and get ready anyway because we may be going to online classes. And at that point, I'm like, oh, things are getting interesting. This would be, you know, I'm not the type of guy that's like, I don't like to generally, if anything big happens like that, I'm not the type to panic. The only thing that really ticked me off about this whole pandemic thing was the fact that I didn't. I had the amount of toilet paper that disappeared off the shelves was just so annoying. But I can also say that once toilet paper was in stock, I I bought so much of it that I still haven't gone halfway through it yet. Just because I didn't want to put myself through that experience again of waiting to get toilet paper. I used baby wipes. Those were good. But you know, it's kind of like. But moving on with that, it was. Uh, you know, it's kind of like you ask yourself, where do I even begin with how 2020 went? Because at this point, you know, once January had, January had ended, February came around the corner. And then at that point, that was when the virus had really, was really making its way across the world. It went from China, now throughout India, then eventually it made its way into Europe. Italy completely shut down their tourism industry economic impact and the next thing you know boom first virus confirmed in california first virus confirmed in new york it came in from both sides of the united states and at that point it was just like oh, okay you know maybe it won't get to arkansas and then it really became real when we heard that i remember one day i was at starbucks with a group of friends and we're all sipping coffee and and i just remember talking to one of my friends joanna and i remember they were like, uh, basically, all the chatter across the hallways on campus was everything about going fully online class, and we're just kind of like, oh, well, that'll be different. We weren't, ex you know, we didn't know what to expect except all classes online. I'm kind of like, oh, okay, well, I guess that's gonna happen. Didn't really know what to expect. Of course, I'm saying, you know, it's a possibility, and you know, we're sipping coffee at Starbucks as this is happening. And next thing you know, I just remember that one of my friends just broke the conversation, interrupted the conversation right in the middle of it. And he said, yeah, so uh, we have our first case in Memphis. And at that point, yeah, you know, everyone just kind of just froze for a bit. And we all kind of looked at each other and we're like, well, I guess it's here. And sure enough, I get, sure enough, within uh, spring break comes around. And then at that point. That's basically, I remember, I'm just like, I, that. basically when spring rate came around, I'm like, you know what, I might as well just go ahead and pack up most of my stuff to take back home because there's a chance I may not be coming back. And sure enough, we get the alert that campuses are to shut down, everything's to shut down, and for the rest of the semester, I remember I lived with my parents in Little Rock for about, ooh, month or two, I think. And then I came back during the summer just because that's like, I need, I need my space, but... So did they, actually. But I still enjoyed hanging out with them. It was still fun anyway. 
But yeah, at that rate, you know, it was just kind of like, oh, okay, so now everything's shut down. Then the restaurant starts shutting down. I eventually started working as a DoorDash driver. And then at that point, I remember I was just like, it's just, you just couldn't go anywhere. That, that, that was the thing. You, you really couldn't go anywhere. And at that point, I just recall that my account, honestly, is really not that dramatic. I, I, I think I would probably have a better story if I got Sophie in here or Sam. But uh, I do remember this internet usage completely skyrocketed during the pandemic. I mean, we're talking, golly, I straight up, mostly what I did was just hang out with my friends on Discord. That's pretty much all we did. You know, outside of online classes, since everything was online, I was just like, oh, okay, I'm just going to have Discord open on one monitor and then, you know, my online class on the other. And of course, you know, we all moved to everything's on Zoom and, and then uh, internet flow just rocketed. People started... Internet bills skyrocketed, probably, maybe, I don't know, uh, but uh, let's see, what was it? Doctors, let's see, what was the next part of this? Yeah, toilet paper was practically non-existent. And then the one thing I did actually like about this whole pandemic thing was that movie theaters, everything went to streaming. And that was one thing I did like because I, I'm not the type of person who likes to go to a movie theater. I mean, I do and I don't. Put it this way, if I can just watch a mainstream film straight here in my place, I'm totally cool with that. And if I, I can invite a few friends over and we can watch on the TV screen, I'm totally cool with that. But the industry obviously took a huge impact because uh, they pretty much shut down. And I remember one company, I think it was AMC, they severed ties with Paramount Pictures because, uh, no, I think it was HBO. But one one of the theater companies completely pulled off severed business ties with I think it was either Paramount or HBO, just because they were like, yeah, we're gonna move everything online, all of our films. They're like, whoa, whoa, and uh, yeah, good lord, this podcast is awful. But oh, all right, oh, we gotta uh, gotta make it to thirty minutes anyway. Anyway, so uh, let's see what else is going on here. <laughs> I'm so going to delete this after the end of the semester. <laughs> uh, anyway, so classes were online. Good God, I can't do this. Uh. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep going. I can do this. I can do this. Oh, yeah, that's right. Stimulus checks. Okay, the one thing that I definitely have a gripe about is the amount of silicon shortage that has taken place over the past year. So if you're a PC gamer, if you're a guy that loves technology, in a nutshell, obviously no one was expecting everything to shut down, but one of the things that really sucks is that when everything shut down, that means manufacturing took a hit. So ever since then, we, um, since there's such a shortage of silicon, that means no graphics cards are being made, and the amount of short silicon that's left gets converted, basically gets sent to like laptop manufacturers, and that gets eventually pulled out over into uh, making laptops that can you know render, edit, all that sort of thing. So you know, it's actually interesting to note is that cell phones didn't take a hit because. You know, it's always expected that you're always going to need to make phones, but it was just in that specific market of making graphics cards and uh, computer chips. That was what t 
took a big hit. You know, I was, yeah. I was one of the fort- fortunate few that actually, that was actually able to upgrade my computer chip before there was a shortage of CPUs. I managed to get my uh, Ryzen 3700X on sale. And so I used my part of my stimulus check that uh, the $1,200 one they sent out. I remember I sent 400 of that upgrading my workstation PC. No regrets. But even with all that uh, being said, market still took a big hit. But at this point, you know, we're looking at, what was that at this point? It was April. I hadn't seen my friends in months. And at that point, we moved into the summer. And by the time the summer came around, I ended up just coming back down to Jonesboro. And I just knocked out my summer classes here and worked DoorDash. But honestly, if I'm being really honest, that summer sucked. Oh, that summer was so bad. I didn't like it. I think I was depressed. I think I was. Looking back on it, because I, I was just, I would sleep in way too much, and then I would eat late at night, and then I would DoorDash at night, and then I would game, and then I would knock out my assignments. Yeah, that was, uh, that was something else. That was, uh, that was a phase, because I remember during the summer, I was not working out at all. I was sleeping I was staying up to awful hours of the night, and our, that I remember I put it on like okay, so I was how much did I weigh prior to the pandemic? I don't even remember my weight, dang. Because all I remember, I, okay, by the time I came to A State, I was like I think a hundred and ninety pounds, and then the summer of twenty twenty during the pandemic, I racked up. 30, 40 pounds of fat, and I weighed 229 pounds in October of 2020. Now, a quick update on my weight loss, since I might as well break out on that. Uh, I ended up losing a bunch of that weight so far. In fact, I went from 229, and checked my weight earlier today. I'm like 207, 206, much leaner, much slimmer. I'm just like, wow. I look at the photos from when I was 230 pounds, I'm like, Man, that was a thick boy. I had a gut gut. That was a that was a thing. But so yeah, I was People say 2020 was probably the worst year of their lives. It, that's understandable. I can respect that cuz 2020 sucked for me, but I still think that 2016 will still forever be one of the worst years of my life. Uh that was just a whole other phase of I was transitioning out of community college trying to get a new job and then at that point that's when I was uh, that's when I ended up moving up to Little Rock to figure out what the next step was because I basically worked part-time while at the same time doing other classes as well so I can go back to school one day which eventually would lead me to A-State so 2016 in my opinion will still be the worst year of my life 2020 sucked but I don't think it ever sucked as hard as 2016 did for me but anyway, so at that point, summer came around and knocked out my summer classes, got B's, and then uh, I thought, right, what was happening that, oh, yeah, I'm going to bring this one up. So I started following this uh, YouTube channel called MRTV, and he was basically this German dude reporting on everything that was virtual reality related. Really cool guy. Uh, 
But eventually Facebook came around and announced uh, their new uh, Oculus vir- virtual reality headset. It was basically called the Oculus Quest 2. And I remember when I first saw it, I'm like, that is, that's probably one of the coolest looking virtual reality headsets they've made so far. Because part of my need basis when it comes to virtual reality is that because I'm a college student and I'm moving around so much, I like to have a headset that I can take with me wherever I go and the Quest 2 just fit the bill. Granted, Facebook has, granted it is owned by Facebook and Facebook loves having your data. But um, that aside, uh, that was when I was really looking towards getting a headset. Of course, if you listen to my previous podcast, I eventually did get one. But that's when I started looking into that. And then, so at this point, fall semester is approaching, and I'm getting ready to start the fall semester. And this is when it was still announced that the credit no credit system would still be implemented for the fall semester, which was honestly was a godsend. Um, so then, at that point, I just remember this that uh, that eventually we. Uh, Fall semester started, and at that point, uh, I came back on campus. I remember up at Alston, he had put on, like, 10 pounds of muscle. I came back 30 pounds of fat. <laughs> I was a thick boy. Um, yeah, it got got reunited with everyone, and uh, it was good to be able to see everyone, especially at the BCM and whatnot. But it was just like, I remember I hadn't, I hadn't seen people in so long. It was so weird to be reunited with everyone because it was just like a lot of people came up to me and they're like, dude, we haven't seen you in months. Where, what have you been doing? And of course, at that point, I was just like, you know, uh, yeah, I was basically being lazy for half the year, most of the year. I talked with one of my dude, friends, Jeff, and he was just like, yeah, that's, he, he kind of, he had a similar story in mind. He was like, yeah, Minecraft, Minecraft, Minecraft. Uh, that was basically how it went. But uh, fall semester came around. And needless to say, it was probably frustrating. Um, just frustrating that the, the trying to cope with online classes got probably got worse for me even though I like okay my, my take on online class is this I enjoyed it honestly just because it was like okay what is it, it, it you know if you're proactive about it you're, you're asking yourself like okay what is it that I need to go ahead and knock out and go ahead and get done so that you know I don't have to worry about it again so but there's also those probably listening in who don't who love doing class in person me I honestly don't think I ever really enjoy doing class in person just because it's like I have such a short attention span that rather I would just go research the information in my own time and do it learn it my own way that's just that's just the way of being ADHD meanwhile with covering our faces so everyone can be isolated when spinning anyway so I'll see what else is going on uh, to present extended family and it's past Christmas. Yeah, so this time, uh, 20, uh, 2021 came around. And this was Christmas, so I have, I come from a big family. And we were like 20 people gathering together to have Christmas together. It's pretty cool. And uh, six of us got COVID. I got exposed. I got tested. I came back negative. And then my dad got <laughs> uh, COVID. 
and then I was just like, you know what? I'm not going to get tested. I'm just going to quarantine for two weeks and not see anyone when I get back to Jonesboro. And that's what I did. And I was fine because everything else was still online. And that's what I did. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I ended up renewing my, uh, yeah, that was basically 2020 for me. It's really kind of boring when you think about it. But I think it's time we move on to our next segment. And let's see what our next segment's all about. Uh, I should totally do a podcast on a uh, boring podcast and why it's such a pain to listen to. Good Lord, can I please start getting spam emails? So uh, lately I've been checking out this game called uh, Population One Battle Royale. And this is a conversation that I was having with uh, my friend Sophie. We, we were talking about a topic called abstraction. And it's a term uh, they use in computer science. So essentially, abstraction, the definition is the process of removing physical, spatial, or temporary details and the study of objects to focus attention on details of greater importance. So this topic of ab abstraction can also be applied to gaming as well. Now, for those of you, uh, and this makes me talk about, you know, just really awesome creative decisions made in video games, because the biggest issue I think I see with certain video games is that they never, some of the worst games you can play, if you notice this, you're, it's highly scripted, that each scene, each uh, playthrough you do, uh, it's essentially, you don't give the player freedom to decide how they want to play the game. You know, you're limited. If you go to any of the modern Call of Duties, it's, you're never, and let's put it this way. When I say scripted, I'm talking about scripted AI. Artificial uh, intelligence. Uh, basically, NPCs that are, are essentially, they don't challenge you. It's just, you know, they point at you and they shoot at you and that's it. There's no, and you shoot back at them and it's an easy kill. Whereas certain games like Halo, um, those games um, specialize in uh, what, what was uh, Halo? Halo had a unique thing, a unique form of abstraction where it specialized in that. Okay, you have a gun, you have your you have your basic three shot pistol, you have a plasma pistol which could knock out an enemy shield, and then you can one shot them with the pistol. Then you have the shotgun for close quarters, you know, the rocket launcher, you only have two shots, but you can use that against heavy based enemies. But there was flux but there but you could alternate between them. You know, each weapon had its own unique use case, but and you could determine which weapon worked best because the, each of the enemies you faced challenged you in your own unique way. Most AAA titles don't give you that impression. There are very few out there that really give that to you. Uh, some of the more iconic examples um at least in my case and you know it, it, it's up to debate but whenever halo always had that unique form of beautiful challenges to where you're always picking and choosing you know how you want to go about the, uh, playing its campaign black ops 2 call of duty it was just more so like going through a michael bay film in that sense even though michael bay had nothing to do with black ops 2 it was just more of a, um, it was, don't get me wrong, tons of fun to play, but also heavily scripted in the sense that any level you're on, you don't get this freedom of exploration 
it's always move from this area, shoot over here, move to this area. But they kept it, each level that you played was always unique and new. But I think ultimately at the end of the day, I don't think it ultimately aged well, and here's why. Because if you go to a game like Halo 3 and you play through their campaign, Halo 3's campaign was that you can move about the sandbox, the maps, any way you wanted to, as long as you made it to the next objective. Wherever the next objective was, you were free to go. You could go, you could go wherever you wanted to on the map, so long as, it, so long as it led you to the next objective. And you weren't confined in one specific area. You had multiple paths to get to that one path. And in a Black Ops game, in a Call of Duty game, you only have one path, and that's it. You can't take multiple routes. And talking in terms of map design. And I think that's kind of what makes Halo age so well like fine wine. It's because even to this day, abstraction, such as Halo's case, is that you can go back to it and think to yourself, oh, wow, you know, it's not... There's nothing boring to it. The replayability you have is just utterly insane. Because you think to yourself, do I embrace simplicity or do I embrace, you know, oversimpli not oversimplifying. Um, do I embrace presenting, putting too much into something to where at the point it becomes nothing but it's not abstraction at all. It's just overcomplicated. And you're spending too much time trying to learn how to play it, rather as if you just keep the, the way you present your idea simple, then it becomes um, then it becomes something that's so much better. And that's kind of that's kind of one of the big takeaways I've had recently, is that games like Half Life Alex, that's a AAA VR title. Most VR games, whenever you're carrying guns around, you have to do it with two hands, and that sometimes can make it, make it an issue for aiming down the sight. Half-Life Alex does it differently. They, you only carry one weapon with one hand, and you aim it with one hand. You shoot, sorry, you shoot with one hand. It's not like other games like Population 1 or uh, Pavlov VR, which is interesting because Population 1, when I carry weapons two-handed, it feels fine. It doesn't feel any different. I think the issue is just knowing it's just a developer's decision of like what's the best way you can play this experience. And I think in this case, at least in regards to Half-Life Alex, is that since it's a narrative first-person experience and you can go about how you choose to play, they never overwhelm you with what you do. Um, in this case, you know, in Alex, Half-Life Alex, all the enemies you face it's never more than three or four. And you're always scavenged about looking for ammo, but you're always given enough to make it through, which is cool. But you also got to be clever, too, because it's not just, you know, shooting enemies. You got to solve puzzles, too, which are, like, it sounds boring, but honestly, like, when I tried it, it was really fun. Like, really fun little mini game puzzles that you have to solve, and it was very addicting to play because it's very interactable virtual reality and, that, and that, that's where I think that it really uh, thrives in and so that's kind of what was uh, what was uh, going through my head um, but yeah abstraction and gaming that would make for another good uh, podcast discussion that'd be another good one I need to do that
I think on to our next and final segment is what am I getting for supper? Because I am hungry. You know, one of the things I love is cheesecake. Uh, cheesecake is my weakness, man. You know, uh, pro tip: if you ever, if you ever wanted to look into potentially bribing me with cheesecake, you could do it. Per, if you make cookie dough cheesecake, I wonder if that could be a thing. Cookie dough cheesecake. Cookie dough cheesecake. <laughs> I gotta take a look at. Oh, 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 oh! It really is a thing. Huh. Cookie dough, cookie, uh, chocolate chip cookie dough cheesecake, the girl who ate everything. <laughs> That's funny. That is, uh, actually, her recipe looks really good. I got to look into that. Cookie dough. All right, so what? what is this one? Oh, did they use Oreo crust for this? It was a contest, contest winner. Kitchen approved. Okay. That honestly looks so freaking delicious. Okay, so let's see. What's the ingredients? All right, so you got to use uh, crushed chocolate chip cookies or chocolate wafer crumbs. They use three packages of cream cheese soften, one cup sugar, one cup sour cream. Sour cream? Huh. You got three large eggs, lightly beaten, room temperature, and cookie dough, one cup butter, one foot sugar, brown sugar, water, vanilla, all-purpose flour, mini semi-sweet chocolate chips divided. Okay, so that's pretty much it. Yeah, I'll, look, I'll, I'll probably... I can look into making that sometime. Or, you know, I'll just go to Walmart and buy one. Anyway, ugh, excuse me. I think that's how it would ultimately all play out. But I think that essentially concludes the show. I want to... To the... Uh, <laughs> to the number of people who are no longer listening, uh, allow me to say thank you. Uh, because this podcast is something else. I'm so sorry. I've, uh, I've had to, uh, you know, life happens, you know. You, gotta, you, you get a job, you got to knock out assignments, you got to interview people all day, and you lose your energy. And you know, sometimes uh, it's tough, man. <laughs>